here we are, and welcome to a special All-Star Comic-Con preview edition of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. We are going to devote this entire mini-episode to some quality time with a legend of the, I'm gonna, I've bumped you up to legend of the pop like culture that. scene in DC. This is his third time. This is your third time um, as a guest on 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 um, on Friday Night Movie, and do we I are win so grateful. Medal? Do I do I win something for that? That's pretty you, high you, level. Th- that puts you up with um, in terms of frequency. That's as frequent. That's around the frequency of my mom, my college roommate, my oldest friend, and this gentleman, Mike Roberts, who's a director out of L.A. who did Final Space and uh, Dallas and Robo. So I feel like that those are those are some of the highest quality, most important guests that that we get. So, yes, you are in that crew of of of, uh, Friday Night Movie. So we're here with Mike. So we're here with Mike McNutt, one of the co-founders of All-Star Comic-Con. All of our listeners have been hearing us talking about this. You've been following us on Instagram. We've got a ton of stuff planned for our booth, but Table 25, come by. But there's so much more going on there. So, Mike, before we get into talking about pop culture, five days to go, what do people need to know about All-Star? That is, once again, it's just going to be just a great, fun weekend. You know, it's going to be one of those weekends that you're going to talk about, you know, because uh, the, one of the things that we've noticed so many times, and it really, you know, for some old, grizzled, jaded type guys like Kevin and myself, it really warms our heart when we hear people say, hey, listen, you know, the friends that I've made last year at All Star 2018, I still have. We hang out. We do stuff. And that's really what it was all about. I love that people took pictures with so-and-so and they bought this, that, and the other. But um, the legacy of this event is always going to be um, the community and how it brought people together. Uh, whether I, it's you and me. Uh, oh, yeah. Know, like, like all sorts of different things. Like you've seen it firsthand. Like the community that we have um, is so powerful, such a positive group of people. And, it, yeah, definitely whenever we're down – Whenever we're kind of jaded, we're kind of just being, you know, our, our old crotchety selves, we get a message or we hear a story about someone saying, I didn't really have a lot of friends. It was hard to make friends. I came to All Star and now I'm part of this club, that group, this thing. I'm going out every weekend with these folks and I'm having such a great time. And I'm like, that's fantastic. You know, people are having a second childhood through us. Absolutely. I, I like, um, Folks have heard me on the podcast talk about the Take Two podcast guys. I only know those guys because of I because Tony and I met up at the All Star holiday party out at the Ashburn Pub, and through that we've done had so much fun collaboration, so much fun collaboration between our two podcasts. But also like we're buddies, we talk movies. I asked him for advice on what movie to take my kids to the other day. Um, and speaking of families, I have a number of friends who have I've been hanging out with lately. Saw some people last night at a concert, and they're bringing their kids. And many of them are bringing their kids to their first con at All Star Comic Con. Yeah. So, what do you have to see? What what what's what should families expect? Because I know this is a family friendly event. It's a warm fit. 
it, it's not going to be a sensory overload. It's not going to be crowds and crowds of people. While we would love crowds and crowds of people, it's more of a comfortable feel. It's a comfortable flow of folks. It'll be a little packed in there, I'm sure, right when they first walk in. Um, parking, by the way, we'll have news on parking this week. Um, you know, as, as everyone should know, but seem to have a hard time pulling all together. Hotel parking is not finite. Um, in fact, no parking is finite. <laughs> Just to let people know that. But there is a Walmart garage right next to literally a 20-yard, you know, kick from the Sheraton Tysons. There are additional parking areas, a short walk, shorter than you would at a city con or any other con. That oh, man. Available parking. I feel so, you. At, at Awesome Con, we just, I mean, I love Awesome Con. It's, you know, a great con, but we just Uber at this point because yeah. we just gave up on parking. But that's great to hear. And even, even after Uber, like Metro, I mean, literally the Spring Hill Metro empties you out right in front of the Sheraton Tysons. So... That, we have no excuses, but for a first timer, especially with their kids, enjoy them. Just enjoy. We pretty much have 95% of that hotel. So when you first walk in, the first thing little kids are going to see is our Star Wars village, our celebration of Star Wars. We're going to have the 501st. We're going to have a land speeder full size that you can take a picture in front of. We have tons of props and such a good feeling and an atmosphere. Then you got our ballrooms. We've been talking about them for so long. Two of them on the main level, one on the top level. Uh, full, jam-packed with art, creative folks, writers, everything, toys, Funkos, collectibles, comics. The fathers will love it. The, the moms will love it. The kids will love it. Um, then we have our cosplayers. We'll be constantly walking around uh, wanting to take pictures, wanting to share the love of All-Star. We have great cosplay interactive things, interactive features for the folks who are fans of Blade Runner. We talk 80s movies. We're going to have pretty much a, replic uh, a recreation of a very popular scene from Blade Runner featuring MJ and Spidey, two of our cosplay ambassadors, and it's going to be true to life. Uh, we have awesome. the Space Marines, the Space Marines from Aliens. We oh, have Vikings yes. Village. We have uh, our other cosplayers. We have Chalk Art. We have a giant um, Batman throne pose photo op, which on the backside of it has an escape room. So we have tons that's, of stuff. We have a photo. That's group. incredible. Yeah. And now, photo, yeah, go ahead. Keep going. The thing that I'm my excited. family is most excited for is the slime feature. Slime, yes. It, it, it is a happening. It is happening. So visit our website, theallstarcomiccon.com, because our kids' center, um, adjacent to our kids' room, we actually have two rooms dedicated to kids. Uh, the slime room is a dedicated room all to itself where 35 kids at a time, and there'll be three different slime um, uh, scheduled. Uh, one of our slimers had to unfortunately cancel, but there'll be three opportunities for you to make your own version of all-star slime featuring our very popular Instagram and YouTube Slimers. In addition, those same folks will be out in the hallway selling their own personal slime as well. So you get almost two for the price of one almost. You get to make slime for free. And then if you want to buy, you know, some of the kids' other slime, the other things that they put together, that'll be available to you as well. Well, that you, you can count my family in uh, for that. Yeah, and this is all in. She could care less about anything else. She's all about the slime. My kids, they tell the other kids when we tell them what we're going to do, and they're like, there's a slime room. Yeah. So, so now one of the things that, that 
is part of All Star, but I love that it is not like the thing that it's about uh, alone because it is about the community. But you do have a few celebrities, and yeah. I thought I thought you know we could play some pop culture games with based on some of those key celebrities. So one of them that's going to be there is Luke Tenney, who is a star of Deadly Class. And now I'm going to bestow a huge Friday night movie honor on you, sir, because Mike McNutt, you are being given an I told you show. And I told you show is when you recommend a show to someone and they're like, wow, that show's pretty awesome. So you get the, the prize is you get recognized on the podcast and the person who's recognized you has to call you a genius. So you, sir, are a genius Thank and you. you get I told you so status for deadly class on sci-fi. Sci-fi, right? Yeah, it's on sci-fi. Yes. And, and, and I will Luke... walk you to Luke and I will walk you to Luke at some point this weekend and have you tell him that I'm a genius for referring the show. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We break it down all the time on our on our podcast. So Luke plays Willie, who I think mm-hmm. is a fascinating character because he's yes. a he's he's got I would say multiple. A lot of the characters are sort of hiding different elements of their personality, but he's got he's got a lot of a lot of layers. Uh, this and this is a show that takes place in the eighties about a bunch of assassins. Now, one of the games we play on the podcast is called Cast Ellipsis dot 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 away where we play casting games. So if Deadly Class was taking place in the nineteen eighties, how would you cast some of the key characters? And I, I have a little list here. You got Marcus, Maria, who by the way is my absolute favorite, Saya, Willie, Billy, Petra, Lex, Chester, the uh the crazy psycho killer, Chico, Victor, Master Lynn. Any of those any of those someone from the eighties that's iconic that you would that you would cast them as? Uh, I was thinking, and I have my little list of options here. Uh, in terms of uh, Marcus, the lead, um, it could really go so many different ways. Um, if you really wanted to get really weird, if you're thinking about the 80s, you're thinking about people who wanted to make a turn and maybe look more serious or have an edge on them, maybe a Michael J. Fox would be a total 180 from typical type. So that would Whoa. be to have him there. That's um, awesome. Young, when you think about it, like a Tom Cruise could have been a great Marcus. You know, he has the leading face look, and, of course, he's very action-oriented. But someone who was kind of grizzled and who had a little bit of that extra oomph, uh, not to tune her own horn, but one of the guests at All-Star Comic-Con. I think C. Thomas Howell would have played a great Marcus. Like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. C. Thomas Howell, star of... Um, star of Red Dawn and right Red Dawn and the yeah, Outsiders, Dawn, right? Outsiders, yeah. I mean, he's he's he has he's he has great um, uh, dramatic depth, but also could be kind of fun. And you got to have that when you're in the '80s when you're doing yeah. the '80s character. So yeah, he I'll, has that innocent look that Marcus kind of pushes a little bit because he's not as grizzled as the other assassins. But if pushed. We've seen what C. Thomas Howell can do if pushed the wrong way, whether in his turn in The Walking Dead or, like we said, back in the 80s as a Wolverine in Red Dawn. Like, he does have an edge to him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So now the one I'm going to I'm going to add, I'll carry the water for my sister, Lily. I'm here. Oh, Lily, you're here. I can carry my own water. Oh, my goodness. Lily, Lily has arrived. <laughs> I'm here. Lily, who do you cast Marcus? Lily, Mike, good to, you know, be back together. You can say hi, Mike. Hello. And um, Lily. I feel like it's who... amazing that Mike can, like, hang for a minute a few days before what I assume is bigger than my kid. You know, like, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm hanging in there. But I love this stuff, though. Comic, comic, Comic Con week, which is amazing. Yes. Um, who do? Sorry, sorry. You're saying who would? So I... Lily, Marcus, you were telling, and you're who do you cast Marcus as in the 1980s? Emilio Estevez, 100. Good one. Good and one. I see your Emilio, and say that if <laughs> and you Emilio, raise me, Charlie. <laughs> well, if Emilio is playing Marcus, then Chester, the villain, who's like a crazy killer, has to be played by Charlie Sheen. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's perfect. But I was struggling to find other actors for this in the 80s because the cast is actually, the cast is so diverse. And 80s is not where I go for diversity when I want to look at casting. <laughs> yeah, you make much scrolling through my hard. thing and everyone pretty much looks the same. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So then we're, we're... it's pretty, and it kind of made me aware of how, you know, I guess it was subconscious, but like how Deadly Class is quite a diverse cast, which is great. Yeah, I would say a Rob Lowe could have also, and definitely because of oh, yeah. his violent tendencies in Lost Boys, and definitely in Twenty Fourth, and Kiefer Sutherland could have been a great Marcus as a young kid. Oh yeah, Kiefer <clears throat> could have been. He could have been a Marcus. He could have been a Chester. Yeah. Um, he he could have been uh, he could have even been Victor if he put on an accent. Yeah. Yeah, I thought have. about that. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Okay. All right. So that's that's some casting of Deadly Class. Now you mentioned C. Thomas Howell, Mike. He was in one of the greatest like all-star farm team movies ever, which is yeah. The Outsiders. The Outsiders. Oh, The Outsiders. I thought you meant Tank. My fault. <laughs> no, no, I, I think I think it's the Outsiders the yeah. so, so the Outsiders, if people don't know, stars Ralph Macchio as Johnny, Matt Dillon as Dally, Swayze as Darry, Rob Lowe as Soda Pop, Emilio as Tubit, and Tom Cruise as Steve. If you before were, he got his teeth fixed, and, and of course, see Thomas Howell's Pony Boy. So. If you were doing this movie today, I don't even know if it's possible to get you that I don't, much, but yeah. who would you put in the roles among today's actors? And and I'll and I'll add in here, gender ethnicity swap 100% allowed because if you're doing the outsiders today, you wouldn't just do um, seven white dudes. Yeah. Um, the only problem I have with stuff nowadays is I just don't know too many of their names. So my thing would probably be... But you can say that guy or girl from... Oh, that's what I'm going to do. Um, great. I, oh, great. You pretty much grab, like, if you just wanted to stay with males, you grab, you know, all the kids from Stranger Things, all the kids oh, from yeah. and you're just, and you mix and mash them. You know, like really, you gotta, if you want that, to that's a powerhouse emails, um, you could definitely bring in like uh, Dakota and Ellie Fanning. Uh, <laughs> a few Dakotas, a few Fannings, I mean. Yeah, I mean, you could build them. What's, what's a kid-based movie nowadays without Millie Bobby Brown? You gotta put her in somewhere. <laughs> I, think, I, think it's Hollywood, I think it's Hollywood contract right now that you have to at least audition her for something. So... You know, that, that would be Daisy Ridley. You know, you throw in people like that. They're a little older, but, of course, Hollywood doesn't care. Right, like Daisy Ridley as, like, the Matt Dillon character, I feel yeah. like. The older, yeah, well, wiser one. Exactly. I was I was thinking Michael B. Jordan in the Dally Matt Dillon role. 
I was thinking yeah. he, the one who, he's the one I who kind of, I don't know if he's the one who takes the fall, right? If I recall, like he, he's, he's definitely one of the three I think key he... characters. I'm more excited about casting uh, Deadly Class 1980s. Okay. <laughs> Are there any other people that you'd throw in for Deadly Class in the 1980s? Oh, I have a whole list. Oh, keep going, oh, let's man. Do it. Let's do it, man. Um, Maria, uh, which you mentioned, is you know one of your favorites. And by the way, we were really close to signing her. She just fell off the face of the planet, and once we already had everyone signed, her reps came back to us, and we we're like, "Sorry, we're full." Uh, so we were close. We were close. Uh, but. Uh, Shai is a huge fan of Arias. Yeah, I am too. I actually am more of a fan of Saya. And I think it's funny because I treat this kind of like, uh, not Riverdale, but Archie the comic. You're either Team Maria or you're Team Saya, like Betty and Veronica. Betty and Veronica. So, <laughs> like that, that's how I kind of view the whole thing because I don't see it so much as, oh, these are assassins. Like, these are kids. These are kids in high school. They could have been chefs. They could have been, you know, <laughs> at a monastery. They could have been it's all the same drama. It's all the same drama. Well, that is true. There's more murder. So for Maria, unfortunately, I noticed not a lot of Hispanic actresses back in the 80s. Um, or Asian. That was yeah. <laughs> kind of struggling here with the diversity in the 80s. But I was thinking if you had to twist my arm, whatever, um, I'm not sure what Salma Hayek was doing in the 80s, but I would, of course, book oh, her. Um, I think she's around great... my age, so she might have been a little young. But another one that would have been good is Jennifer Beals from Flashdance. I think oh. she would have played in a little oh, bit of an ethnicity sure. switch there. Yeah. But that's a great uh, that's a great pick. So I've got I've got one that I'll throw in there, uh, and I have and honestly I don't know her ethnicity at all, so I, I don't know if it's a switch or not. But this is this is a little bit obscure. But the actress's name is Rachel Ticotin, and she is the woman who is the lead opposite Schwarzenegger in Total Recall. And you remember her? Oh, well, like now, yeah. Sure, that's that. like so random. For who? For this? For Maria. Oh, for Maria, but I think she's too old. Because then in the 80s, now. right? Yes. Yeah. So All right. She, okay. would, she would have been too Maybe old. Maybe she wasn't a teenager in the 80s. I don't she know. She was not. She was in her, like, 30s. It's really <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> All right, who else you got for us, Mike? How about, how about Saya? Do you have one for Saya? Another hard one. Another difficult one. Um, I think the closest you can get probably, and I believe this is true, I would say maybe a Phoebe Cates. I believe she is part Asian. Okay, but either way, Asian or not, I think that's a great choice. Yeah, I think she's she's fantastic no, no matter what, and I think it would be a nice... Once again, we're putting all these, like, apple pie, happy-go-lucky, sweetheart folks in these, like, awful roles of being killers, but I think this would be great for her. Um, if you wanted to stay close to it, I believe, yes, I believe she is... Uh, either a mother or a father. Oh yeah, I'm looking looking at it. Her maternal grandfather is Chinese. Chinese. She's yeah. one quarter. She's also Russian Jewish, so there's some ethnicity for you there. You go there. Um, I'm sure somebody else. <laughs> probably too young. Ming Na Wen, who is an Agents of Shield, who was oh in, yeah, um, she's Club. awesome. She's awesome and she's ageless, and I think she could have probably played the role perfectly there. Um, if you wanted to go outside of the ethnicity, maybe someone like Ioni Sky would have been kind of interesting there too. So, 
Oh, yeah. These are all... I could see Aoni Sky with a blonde, like, dye job doing the bitchy southern girl. Oh, um, good one. Brandy oh, Lynn. Kelly Preston. Kelly like, Preston could have done that. Oh, that would have been perfect, yeah. Ke- Kelly Preston was going to be my pick for that woman. Or yeah. the girl that's in Can't Buy Me Love. The blonde girl. Oh, oh yeah. She passed me. away last year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, she passed she's, away, um, yeah. Um, Amanda... Uh, hold on. It's coming. Amanda Peterson. Yeah. That's sad. Is he, yeah, she did. She passed away. Yeah. All right. Now what about what what about Chico? Chico. Well, we said Sheen would be Sheen would be great as Chico. Um, let me think. I I had River Phoenix down as a good Chico. Oh, because he play a good gangster, oh. right? Like if you take the if you take the sort of ethnic background piece out of it, he yeah. would be great as your like criminal inside. Like if you think yeah. of River Phoenix in uh, Stand by Me, like dark. Yeah. Yeah. Judd Nelson, I think he would have played a good one because I think he was in more darker roles anyway back in the day. Oh, yeah. He would have been really sadistic. Like, he yeah. would have been good as, like, a sadistic Chico. You can see him threatening them in that alleyway right before he loses his head. Um, very cool. Very cool. All right, Mike, we know you're super busy. You're, you're getting ready for All-Star. Um, any other uh, pop culture things on your mind or All-Star Comic-Con-related things on your mind? We're just having a great time just thinking about, you know, what's going on. I'll be there starting Thursday morning and just hanging out, making sure everything is ready. It, it's really a – it's become a, a labor of love and labor in all capital letters. Um, so um, th- we're happy. We're excited. We're thrilled. We can't wait. The anticipation to see, like, who walks through those doors and, you know, what great stories that we hear from folks come Sunday. Um, it's always great to hear how people like this it, – it's really – silly you know it's kind of a a ridiculous notion but people you know their lives change slightly with all-star con and we're very happy about that you know whether they're making friends they're realizing things about themselves and things that they like or things that they don't like or whatever We, we just we're just really happy and we could care less who the celebrities are we could care less about all the other things if people come and enjoy themselves that means the world to us i wonder if other their cons have this much heart, Mike. I don't know. But you guys, I think, maybe get the, like, con with the biggest heart award. <laughs> I mean, there's so really, much I mean, love when you look at it, it from a larger perspective, from an organizational perspective, it, it is Kevin and myself. We are the founders. We have a fantastic team of volunteers. We do not have a staff. No one has a salary. Kevin and I don't have a salary. We, we are simply fans right. who wanted to put together an event and we like events. We put together events, and we hope to know what people like out of events. So when you see anything that's going on at All Star, we've had our finger on it because we, in our hearts, felt someone out there is going to love this. And that was it. I mean, like, we love it. I think someone's going to love it too because we feel that we're of the people, you know? So we're like, we talk to folks and we listen to them. And when they say certain things that kind of ring true in our heads, we're like, well, let's have something that represents that love or that energy. Well, that that is awesome, and that's why we're a part of it. That's why we're bringing our whole family to it. Uh, before we head out, Mike, where can people follow you guys, and where can they get tickets? 
Uh, following us on social media, at this point, if you Google search All-Star Comic Con, you should see everything that we're about. On Facebook and Twitter, it's at All-Star Comic Con, and that's two C's, Comic, C-O-M-I-C, Con, C-O-N. Uh, on Instagram, it's The All-Star Comic Con. Um, and, of course, our website, theallstarcomiccon.com. We're doing a lot of our communication right now through our event page on Facebook. So if you go to facebook.com slash allstarcomiccon and click on event and the actual con, we're doing a lot of our interaction there. Right now, we're doing a, um, a countdown each day. We're doing a video, either a live stream or a recorded video with one thing that you should look forward to at All-Star Comic-Con. So today I did number five, which is our vendor hall and our artist alley. So since then, we've done a six, seven, eight, nine, and ten of different things to look forward to for All-Star Con. Kevin, myself, Mike Slade, uh, we're all offering our little bits. So it goes all the way to the one day until All-Star Con, and then Kevin and I will do a very special live stream then uh, to reveal the number one reason to come to All-Star Comic-Con. That that is awesome. Well, we can't wait. All right, you can follow us at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram, and we will be there at the booth. We've got games you can play. We've got T-shirts you can buy, and we'll be giving some away. There are these special, cool workout shirts, Mike, that Lily Lily put together that are really awesome. And uh, you'll also be able to be a guest on the show. We'll have the mic set up. We'll have the the H6 Zoom, which Kevin's the one who pointed me in the direction of that. And we'll be recording bits for what will hopefully be more than a couple. Um, also Got giveaways, giveaways, games. Yeah. Um, us in person, photo Some, booth. Oh yeah, there's gonna be a little photo booth action. Photo there's booth. gonna be snacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there, there's there's a lot. We're really we're excited. bringing it. We're bringing Excellent. it. Mike. I promise. I love it. We are I love it. it. And if I have a nanosecond, I'll definitely sit in in your booth and hang out with you for a bit. Oh, oh that would be great. It would be a thrill. We will we'll stop what we're doing if you can come by at any time. I'll be running right. by you. So every now and then, just yell my name and I'll wave. But the minute <laughs> I stop, it's going to be a special time. All right, cool, man. Well, thank you so much. Thank and thanks you everybody so for much. listening. We will see you this weekend, June 7th, 8th, and 9th at Tyson's Corner at Sheridan in Virginia. Go to theallstarcomicon.com and get your tickets and join us. Definitely. Have a great week. Have a great thanks, week. Mike. Good luck. See you guys. Thanks. Bye bye.